It's week 12 of the college football season, and we are back. Never-ending glory. We back, baby. Back. back. After, hey, after back. a two-week hiatus, we are back. The Never-Ending Glory podcast, college football show. I'm your host, Matt Monner. I'm with Sean Z. I'm with Shill, and I'm with Farky. Welcome back, gentlemen. Still reeling after that tribe loss. Still reeling. Yeah, it's been... We're not going to talk about that, are we? No, I'm not going to talk about that. No, we're not going to talk about that. Um, But it has been uh, a struggle the last couple weeks, not only because of the tribe. uh, I know I was in a wedding two weeks ago. Sean was in a wedding, and I think Farky as well, last weekend. Um, So it's been quite a couple of weeks. And all of a sudden, the pick standings have gotten a little closer. Schillig still is in the lead overall by a game over Farky and myself. Sean Z bringing up the rear, currently six games behind in the overall pick standings. Yikes. It's been rough for old, for old Sean Z. It's, it's Last week matters. was actually positive. The week before, what did I go? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, uh, yeah, it was... Um, was it 3-14? and 14? I think it was 3-13 and 13 or 3-14, and 14. yeah, something like that. He was... Uh, we were actually... We were watching, I think, Game 5 of the World Series together, and I, I was telling Sean, I said, man, you really need... Uh, either Nebraska or Wisconsin, I can't remember who he had. So you need them to cover this or you're going 0 for Saturday. And I was actually somewhat rooting for it. <laughs> just just yeah. fuck it. Real, real quick, though, the last two weeks, did you win or lose your Memphis picks? I need to know. <laughs> I, I lost those. I lost those bad. <laughs> well, the good news is, uh, as a group, we went 5-0 and last week on our consensus picks. So that's a positive. That's because we know everything. Clearly. Yeah. Oh yeah, clearly. Yeah. Um, clearly showing that. So let's let's just start generally, guys. Over the last two three weekends here, that of what you've seen and and um, just kind of pick us up on the state of the college football landscape. Actually, you know, obviously last weekend was wild. We had numbers two, three, and four all lose on the same day, um, and what was supposed to be a boring day turned out to be just a, a crazy day of football. So I'll start with you, Sean, on your just kind of your general take, your thoughts here as we hit the stretch run of the season. Uh, you know, for as crazy as the days it was, are we sure that the two, three, four were all that good in the first place? Though, no. I mean, <laughs> uh, so for everything that happened, and then everybody to be up in arms this week is kind of silly because Washington's still probably going to lose based off of what we saw and the fact that they've now lost their second best defender. Um, you got a Michigan and Ohio State plan, and for as much as they talk as if Clemson's unbeatable, Clemson got beat at home by a team that's lost three or four games this year. I mean, I, I, who knows at this point? I hearken back to if Florida State doesn't lose to North Carolina and they win a 50-50 game against Clemson, they're sitting there right behind Louisville and not, you know, all that. Like, they get a chance to sneak in the playoff, too. Yeah. Um, so I, I've gotten a particular kick out of um, – you know, all this uh, upheaval with, with the rankings and whatnot. The rankings have sucked since the beginning. They don't have a criteria that they actually want to consistently deploy. And then it creates all of this confusion week in and week out that then radio folks get to talk about for the next three or four days. So it actually works perfectly for college football. The funny thing is, is Bobby Petrino yet last week came out and said, I should have hung 80 on Florida State. 
What Bobby Petrino doesn't understand and what the committee has tried to emphatically deliver with these rankings is you have to go out and play people. Like, or just play people at home, but play somebody. Their non-conference schedule is so putrid, they don't really have any leg to stand on, or at least until tomorrow week. night yeah. when, when it can start to matter a little bit. But he should actually be complaining that Houston didn't get the job done a couple times this season and that they're not as good as they were. Because if Houston, if this is a 5 or 4 versus 10 matchup, I guarantee they're flipping Michigan next week if they take care of business. So Bobby needs to quit stealing plays and quit whining like a like a baby. Well, what's funny is, and you mentioned the the hilarious react reaction and the upheaval. Two, two of the, uh, the teams that lost that were in the top four last week are still in the top four, which that should tell you all you need to know about the teams behind them. And yeah, true. I, I mean, I I I think the. They really do those for ratings. I mean, the first one that was released, having Texas A&M at four, was a joke. I mean, it was clear as day that it should have been washed in. You know, the top four was agreed upon by 97, 97% of the people. So I don't look too much in these ratings or these rankings week to week. I think it's all I think it's all based on just trying to get TV ratings because they – I mean, they had it at halftime in between two unbelievable college basketball games. So I think they're just trying to get attention to it. And then when all the dust settles, you know – you know, we'll, ha- we'll probably have our top four pretty pretty well solidified. And I- I'm tired of the hot take where they have to win their conference championship because in the two-year that we've had this system, all eight teams have been conference champions. I- you know, I think it's garbage. I think it's a weak take. And I think if Ohio State w- wins out and doesn't get to the conference championship game, they're one of the top four on the eye test, and they're going to be in for sure. Yeah, they're going to be in, no doubt. And what's funny, though, on that point, Joe, is Ohio State fans – Two years ago, were screaming from the mountaintops that you know you you you, should, you have to be a conference champion to get in, blah blah blah, and they were using that as their argument to get in, and now they're arguing the exact opposite of that two years later that it doesn't matter if you win your conference, who cares? We're the best team. So I, I mean, Farky as an Ohio State fan, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, Ohio State's pretty safely in as long as they win this week and, and can knock off Michigan, wouldn't you say? Well, I can honestly say I, I wasn't cry, making that battle cry. I, I've been adamant that it's all about the eye test, and I know some people hate that argument, but I've, I'm already exhausted with the whole Penn State situation. And uh, if they win the championship, they got to be in. I had to listen to Mike Greenberg. Don't ask me why I listened to that, but I, I did listen to it this morning, defend the fact that it's, it's, it's just not right. They beat them straight up. Well, here's the deal. They've lost two games. Who cares? Don't don't lose to Pitt. Don't let them hang 42 on you. So that's with that argument, I think it's irrelevant. The four teams that are at the top right now, in my opinion, I think are the four best teams in the country. Those are the ones I would want to see. Um, Penn State, for me, I, they still don't pass the eye test. I don't care if they win the Big Ten championship or not. Yeah, I, I, I would have agreed that it, it helped Ohio State's case to win the to win the Big Ten championship a couple years ago. But I, I still think, again, it's mostly about the eye test. And I, there's no argument with who's sitting at number one. But, I, I mean, I've seen Clemson, and, and I, I truly think they're one of the four best teams. And we'll see what happens when Ohio State plays Michigan. That's that's obviously going to hurt them. But, um, again, like Shill said, we'll see how it all falls at the end. 
Well, just part be, of the reason just, that well, year that Ohio State made it, though, was how they handled Wisconsin in the right, Big Ten championship right. game. And yeah. I was going to bring that up. And, Farky, just to be clear, yeah. you, you, uh, you've you seen Clemson and you think Ohio State is one of the top four teams, correct? Not Clemson. Uh, I think Ohio State's the second-best team in the country yeah. after those other teams lost. They were just vulnerable in a, in a few ways that I hadn't seen them play earlier this year. And I, I did not realize – I think I, this is the way I read it. I was pretty tired on Sunday. But does Deshaun Watson lead – the country in interceptions. He's close. I don't. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's leading it. I mean, he threw seventy passes last week. So I mean, when yeah, you're going, I, think he, I think he does. I just. I mean, that's the only thing. He's. He's not nearly as good as what I thought he was going to be this year. So they. They scare me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's clear when you look at Ohio State's resume. If they win the next two games, they're going to be in. It's going to be very curious to see if Penn State can win the next two games. How they're going to handle that? Because, you know. Alabama's going to be in. Ohio State's probably going to be in, or Michigan if they win. Um, and and then you're going to have, if Penn State can hold serve, you're going to have Penn State playing Wisconsin. And does the Big Ten get two teams into the into the four? That'll be very interesting because that's never happened before in the three years that, that this has gone on. I know people are people are talking about USC right now playing better than anybody in the country, and there may be truth to that, but. I just feel like they got to get the brakes pumped on because you still have to have an overall body of work at the end of the season. No, no doubt. No, no doubt. And, and, I, and I would agree with the argument that they're playing as well as anybody in the country other than Alabama. I would agree with that argument. And, and probably Ohio State. I, but here's, here's the one thing. I, I do hate this idea. We still need to value losses, value in the negative way. Yeah. Yes. Losses, yes. That's a problem. And when, when LSU made it with two losses – what 2007 against uh, you know a, a Ohio State team that I think every Ohio State fan would tell you wasn't all that good, but when LSU made it with two losses, that was really extenuating circumstances because I think it was the last week of the season. There's like four teams that, that had to lose consecutively, yeah, and it was just boom, boom, boom. And I think I think There's LSU like, lost. We have to like. LSU lost the last week and then still got in because they ended up going to the SEC title game or something like that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> something that something that did catch my attention yesterday is after after how bad we whooped on them and in, in their slow start to the season, you see once again Oklahoma hanging around that top ten. It's it's just funny to see how they end up just slowly sneaking their way back up there. That's helping the Buckeyes' resume, though. You got to be happy about that. Yeah, yeah, I am, but it's just uh, – they're just always hanging around the top ten. I, well, play, I, I think it's – They play in the Big 12, so that helps. Yeah, it does help. All right, let's get into uh, Week 12, shall we? Let's, let's do it. Let's do start it. with uh, Thursday night football. This is going to be uh, one of the better Thursday games of the season so far. Louisville is going to Houston, and uh, obviously we know Louisville needs this win to stay in the playoff picture. This is pretty much the only game that they have left that they can hang their hat on. Uh, they are a two-touchdown favorite at Houston. Houston's lost two games. It seems like they've lost more than that. They just haven't played very well for the last month or so. What's your thoughts here, Sean? <laughs> I, uh, I I just I think it's too many points. Um, I, I think it's kind of easy to fall into. Um and if Greg Ward's healthy, I think I think it's a fairly close game. I actually think this is Louisville's talk, talking too much, worrying about the rankings too much. You you have to take care of business in two days, and the stuff that came out last night and the stuff that came out today, I think it does them a disservice on focus and you know the, the Wake Forest stuff, all everything. They've got to get ready to play, and if we if 
Ohio State fans know anything. They know Tom Herman. He gets up for these types of situations. Greg Ward was hurt earlier in the year when they lost the back-to-back. I, I, I like Houston to cover. I think it's a close game. I think Jackson pulls it out in the end, but um, I, I like Houston to to cover. The play here is actually the under. I think it's two very underrated defenses. So with me being on the under, I'm actually going to take Houston as well. Uh, it didn't work out for the Ohio State-Wisconsin uh, game, but this might be another game where if you like Houston, parlay with the under. If you like Louisville, parlay with the over. But uh, that didn't work out too well a couple weeks ago when I said to do that. Farky, uh, we did our picks on the Google sheet that we all have here, and Farky put Sam. So you care to explain that, Farky? Sam Houston. Oh, very good. I thought you were talking about your dog. <laughs> so we no. have a consensus pick there. So We, we have a consensus pick there. I, I, I agree with Sean. I think that it's too many points, but I, I would like to see Louisville win this game just for the simple fact that if and hopefully Ohio State beats Michigan, I, I would like to see Louisville as a four, one of the four teams. I just think it would provide some uh, some value there in terms of entertainment. Yeah, I'm going to take Houston as well. I agree with uh, with what Schillig said and Sean. I think it's too many points. I think they're at home. Um, you know, this is the one chance that they have to kind of feel good about themselves and right the ship of you know what's gone wrong in the last month. So I'm going to take Houston to, to play it close and and maybe pull it off. I still take Louisville straight up, but I'll take Houston to cover. More importantly, let's go to the Friday night matchup, and this is the Memphis Mat game of the week. Early in the week this week. Memphis is going to Cincinnati for a Friday night showdown, and uh, Memphis was robbed yet again last week against UC- USF. They lost uh, 49-42. Controversial calls down the stretch of that game went against the Tigers. I think I was actually the only one that was on Memphis last week among us on the group. Um, and in fact, I read that Memphis's AD was calling for an extensive review of a few of the plays in that game there, where there were penalties <laughs> that went that either weren't called this, or this is shady. Yeah, this so he's basically shady. he's trying to protest the game, which is funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I'm going to take the Tigers here to bounce back in a big way against Cincinnati this week. So did Sean win that game last week? Then? No, I, I think every well, I think everybody else took USF, unless I'm mistaken. I took USF, so yes, I did. I did get a winner. It was one of my, um, you know, ten wins last week. So I'll, I'll take. Um, I, what I will say is, I'm strictly going on Memphis because of an anti uh, Tuberville take for his berating of the fan last week. <laughs> Get a job! <laughs> I missed that. To get a job. Oh my god, it was great. Oh, you got to get on YouTube. Oh. You got to get back on online and check that out. So I'm going the Memphis Tigers. I'm back on board, baby. Oh. Let's get it. God, it's a rally around Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> I can't, Sean. I believe a couple weeks ago you said this was the last straw. I'm rallying around the gun charges. Yeah, I went to a wedding and just got loaded, and now I'm back. You're a fraud. Um, Gunner Keel should have started all year. Give me Cincinnati. There's there's not even any value in, in me giving a take because I've done it all year. Give me Cincinnati. I have a feeling I'm going to be on the wrong side of this. Yeah, one. I, I can't guess right when it comes to this. <laughs> I, it's, this is, I actually hate that we started this shtick because it's, it's killing me every week to pick these games. I hate it. <laughs> let's move to Saturday and let's go to the Big Ten. Wisconsin's visiting Purdue. They're 28-point favorites. Purdue is freaking awful i mean awful awful and there's really not a whole lot else to say it seems like they're winning 
most of the first half of every game and then get blown out by 30 or 40 in the second half every game. I'm going to take Wisconsin here. I can't – oh, I, I don't know if Wisconsin can score enough. And Turkey's going to make fun of me, but I'm I, about to be on these Boilermakers again. I thought that uh-huh. last week, though, show with Wisconsin, I, 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 I like Illinois, and I was dead wrong there. I, I, I went back and forth on this one. Um, Purdue sucks. I'm taking Wisconsin. <laughs> Simple man. Life's, been, life's been hard on Gerard Parker the last four weeks. 0-4 takes a 45-17 thrashing by Northwestern last week. Um, I got Wisconsin in this game, no doubt about it. This could be the poop game of the week. Yes, I would agree. I'd grant you that. Next game is one that I, I absolutely hate. This is Oklahoma State at TCU. TCU is a four-and-a-half-point favorite, which to me – Screams like a trap line, which means I probably should take TCU, but, but I just can't pass up getting four and a half with uh, Mike Gundy's squad. I'm going to take Oklahoma State. I'm probably going to hate myself for it later. Uh, and I went 15 and six last week, which means I'm headed for disaster this week because that just can't be sustained. So uh, you should probably fade me this week, but I'm taking the Cowboys. Stole my thunder, Monter. This line should be a pick 'em. So give me TCU. This is a bad sign for you guys because I felt the exact same way, but I still, and I still am going OK State. So, good luck. I think I think I think TCU is drastically improved over the last three weeks. They started out the season tough. <laughs> I actually saw a, a Mike Gundy quote earlier this week. He he made a comment that they're not even good enough to look past tomorrow's practice. That's probably some bulletin board stuff for his guys, but. Uh, I just I can't stand Mike Gundy other than his rant his his forty year old rant so I got TCU. What does shoehorn have to do with TCU? I'm curious what these mean. Um, shoehorn horn uh, horned frogs. <laughs> wow, we're really stretching it here, huh? Yeah, I've got to fix this so that we can actually know what the hell's going on on Sunday, Saturday night. What about Steve Urkel with Wisconsin, Farky? Explain that one. Jeez. That shot knew it. I knew wow, I actually right. picked that for the unit. <laughs> I think I can get this next one. Michael Irvin, we're talking about the U, baby. It's all about oh, yeah. the U. The U, uh, Miami is going to NC State. They're three-point favorites in this game. Farky? Oh, I got the U. I got Michael Irvin. I, I, I'm back on board with them, baby. The U is back this year. Yeah, well, they have played this well. This year. They, they've, played, they've played better the last this couple week. weeks. Sorry, this week. Uh, I'm I actually I think I know where Shill's going to go on this, but I, I'm Miami's got too much talent. And NC State's had too many tough losses. I just I can't see them finding a way to get up again for this one. Big win against ND though. Who had? The, oh yeah, that, that didn't even count. That that that's a good barometer. Yeah, let's go. Let's keep going back to Notre Dame games. Um, I think NC State's defense is pretty underrated. I, I still don't trust Miami. I underrated? They, they, these teams still suck. Let's I, under, like, I understand that. Like this is the 85 Bears. These teams blow. <laughs> I, still, I still don't trust Miami. Give me NC State. I'm taking the U. I think they've, uh, they've righted themselves the last couple weeks. They've played a lot better. I think they're over that little uh, dry spell in the middle of the year. I'm going to take uh, Miami here. Ohio State going to Michigan State. This is a noon kickoff. Uh, probably didn't have a lot of people thinking this would be a noon kickoff when the schedules came out at the beginning of the year. But here we are. Michigan State will not be going to a bowl game. And Ohio State is a 22.5-point favorite in East Lansing on Saturday. Shul, your thoughts on this game? 
probably going to end up being 62-3 to like it's been the last couple weeks. I hate doing this, um, but it, it is the biggest look-ahead spot of the year in college football with Michigan on deck. So, unfortunately, give me the Spartans to uh, make it ugly. You're going to need it to be ugly, sloppy, whatever, because that Michigan State offense blows, sucks, whatever you want to call it, steaming hot piles of doo-doo. The Buckeyes roll big time. This is automatic, automatic yes. heat up. And yes. Oh, God. Beating. Beating. You don't think Urban Meyer is going to run the score up. You are loco. What this is, Sparky, is free money. That's what this yes. is. Yes. Yes. Keep, keep going. Say the L word now. Free money. Lock City. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Farky, guys. Sparky, what's the alternate line? Alternate line in this game? Yes. I need all the factors. 36, 36 and a half. Okay. <laughs> Just remember that when you've got whatever that O'Connor or whatever the hell his name is dropping back to pass and he can't even, like, throw it forward. Dude, complete uh, joke. They suck. Well, I, I, now I feel great about my Ohio State pick now. Thanks, guys. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, I do think that Michigan State is going to have a – incredibly hard time scoring in this game. So I don't feel too bad about giving 22 and a half. I could see maybe about a 38 to seven kind of ho-hum type win for Ohio State here, and they'll be on to Michigan. This is how delusional uh, D'Antonio is. He, he says they've come to play every single game this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's the case, then they're just really, really bad. Yeah, they suck. Florida at LSU. This is a this is a rescheduled game from earlier in the year. This was obviously supposed to be played at Florida in October. We are playing this game in Baton Rouge. I think it's a one o'clock kick, which is a little weird. And I think we have a consensus pick here as well. LSU is a thirteen point favorite. I'll say this: Florida should have begged to play this in the storm because yeah. LSU got healthy. Florida got dinged up. They got like six starters out for this game and a quarterback that is just garbage in Del Rio. The, Florida's quarterback problems are kind of a mini Cleveland Browns scenario, a little bit like it over the years if you've look, looked at it, other than Will Greer, who they then kicked off because he's a steroid. So I don't know what corollary that is with the Browns, but I'm sure we'll come up with one in the next year or two. That said, LSU is going to roll because Eddie O has got some rumor mill of Jimbo coming into town or some conversations, and Eddie got to make a statement, and Eddie's going to make it this Saturday. Oh, they would, you're right. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have had Fournette playing, would they, if they had played this earlier in the year? Exactly. Correct. Um, he would have been dinged up with the, the ankle. Yep. I got LSU in this game. Florida sucks. Not, not that it matters, but is Del Rio even playing this week? <laughs> I th- I thought he was, but because Danny, uh, uh, not Danny Etling, but uh, uh, Austin Appleby, I thought played last week, correct? Because Del Rio was so bad. Yeah. Well, he got well, he was hurt. Up a he bit. got he knocked hurt. out. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm taking LSU. Show. Yeah, it, it, Florida might not score. LSU. Yeah. Oregon and Utah. This game is uh, in Utah. They're a two touchdown favorite against Oregon. Um, I'm taking Utah just for the simple fact that I think Oregon has completely shut it down for the year, and they have nothing to play for. Sean? Uh, I, I went the complete opposite. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I just I felt like it was too many points, and I, I'll probably be – it'll be 27-3, to three and I'll wonder why the hell I bet Oregon. 
Um, I was kind of hoping that I'd get either you or Show on this with me, but I'm on that Oregon island alone. So, uh, quack, quack. <laughs> hey, you know what? They can, they, they can come through for you. We did that pod three or four weeks ago when you guys dogged the shit out of Oregon, and they they actually won straight up the week. You guys all picked them to get blown out, and I had them. So, they, they can come through for you. I got. And, and that being said, I'm taking Utah. <laughs> I'm actually 6-0 and betting Oregon games uh, I've only been on them once Not to toot my horn or anything um, This is the only one I bet early I got Utah minus 11.5 I think it's a blowout, give me Utah I'm, I'm going to kind of toot my own horn I would have had an undefeated Saturday last week If not for the horrible moose That I took in the Indiana game Against Penn State with the pick 6 At the very end of the game, there were 30 seconds left And then uh, UTSA doing the same thing But Let's talk about Indiana real quick. They're going to Michigan. They are 24-point underdogs. This is a, another line that I thought was pretty high, uh, which probably means I should take Michigan. But with an unknown at quarterback this week, I'm going to take the points with Indiana. But I do think there's serious potential here for Michigan to bounce back and completely destroy somebody. Shill? Yep, agree the same thing. Michigan lost last week. Uh, give, me them, give me them on the zigzag. Big Michigan bounce back game this week. Um, I don't know anything about their backup quarterback, Sean. You probably know from a recruiting standpoint about him, but I, I, I got to imagine he's he's got to be decent. And Harbaugh being Harbaugh, I'm sure has him ready. So uh, I, I do. I, I think this has blowout potential too. I got Michigan. It's it's O'Corn, right? Yeah, it's O'Corn. I I uh, I I use a little frisky. They play better than Penn State. It, it just oh, they had a couple won. gaffes, and I, I got to take IU. It's just too many points. And if Michigan's going to blow somebody out this week, then I really, really, really like Ohio State then next week. So, I, which I, which I don't. I actually think the line will be set a little too high next week. So we'll get to that then. I'm taking the Hoosiers. Plus, it was the 30th anniversary of the Hoosier movie, so I had to run that back. Oh, that O'Corn kid, he, he, played at, uh, he played at Houston? Yeah, I yes, believe he did. so. Yes, he did. And, and a lot of people thought he was going to win that job at Michigan when the year started. Okay. Uh, I'm, taking, I'm taking Indiana as well. And I will point out that uh, Farkies, for his pick, chose to go with hot dog water. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't understand how that correlated. But um, I've been to Ann Arbor twice, and, and I confirmed the second time what I smelled the first time, and that town smells like hot dog water. <laughs> Thank you for that report. Duke and Pitt. This is an interesting game. Uh, Duke off the big rivalry win last week. And Pittsburgh off of uh, a huge upset at Clemson. So two teams kind of riding high. Pitt is an eight-point favorite at home. I'm taking the Dukies, Sean. Yeah, I'm going the same way. Uh, I, I, I think uh, Duke can hopefully get up and down the field a little bit. And I, I, I like Pitt to win, but I like Duke to cover. And for for the way that I picked this year, giving myself that tiny of a margin of error is just the maneuver that I need to be making. <laughs> <laughs> trying trying to middle yourself there. Very nice. I hate this game. I actually wish they weren't playing each other because I'd probably be fading both of them this week. So um, I still don't think Duke's very good. Give me that. I like this one for a letdown game. I, I watched uh, the celebration and Pitt acted like they won the national championship and. Duke is not very good, but uh, I'm going to actually probably money line bet this with Duke. I just I like him for the the overall upset this week. Yeah. Explain the rat because the rat didn't make sense to me. There, I, I think I know I, where he's going with this one. 
Mike Shashevsky. Mike Shashevsky. Yeah. I was oh, that. I was thinking I put Pittsburgh because I just trashed them on the last pod, um, the NFL picks pod, and Mark did too. I thought you were gonna call them rats, <laughs> and then therefore they were the rat. But no, no. Corrected. Coach K. Yeah, I'm taking David Cutcliffe here in this game. I'll take the better coach, in my opinion. Florida State and Syracuse. Sean, your Seminoles, three touchdown favorites at Syracuse. Your thoughts on their chances this week? This is this is Knowles. Um, Dungy's out for Syracuse. Otherwise, I would probably take them. But let's not forget Syracuse could not stop teams. And Dalvin Cook's going to break the all-time school record in, in um, rushing yards. Francois is starting to get his receivers connected. They actually, Bobo Wilson's out for the year. They're playing Whitfield yet uh, less. So now they're playing Murray and Tate, these young guys that next year are going to be keys to whether or not they can compete for a national title. So they're kind of starting to kind of line up well. Derwin James is unfortunately out for the year. Maybe, maybe come back in the bowl game. But I like the Knowles and then setting them up for, for uh, a Florida week next week. Is the Marcus Walker plan? Yeah. You want to go, go ahead with Just a question, no pick there? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I thought maybe you just go yeah, ahead. I mean, that, was a, that was fantastic. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. If, I mean, Florida State's going to score 55-plus to win this game, and they might do that, but uh, totally based Ooh. on that, give me, give me Syracuse and the points. Wait, wait how, he said why does Syracuse have to score that much? Oh, sorry. Or why does Florida State have to score that much? Cuse is going to score. Why? Their quarterback's up. I, 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 I understand what I that. About? That team, the team, what, what confidence do you have? I, 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 I'm not betting this game. I have to make a pick for the pod, so I'm trying to throw some rationale in it. Give me Syracuse. I hate this it. I'm not betting with real money. We can there give the listeners consensus picks that are automatic locks, and you go and take Syracuse. I'm, when that game's on, I plan to text you each <laughs> touchdown that takes place on your Syracuse defense and each stop that the Florida State defense has on that putrid Syracuse offense without Dungy, their best player. So just right. get ready for that. I'll, I'll take a screenshot of it and then tweet it out. Keep, keep in mind, we, we'd probably be under 500 on consensus picks if I did not be the contrarian most of, most games. So you're welcome, Sean. Yeah, thanks, Sean. We'll check, we'll check the stats. We'll check the stats. <laughs> let's, not, let's not throw in our, you know, inaccurate statements for these loyal listeners of ours. Let's move on to a game that I actually am interested in watching, and that's Washington State and Colorado. Kind of really interested to see how uh, Washington State is able to hopefully continue their little role here. They have a look-ahead spot next week as well with the Apple Cup against Washington, but this is a huge game for them as well, going to Colorado. Uh, Two teams that are still very much alive in the Pac-12 championship race. Washington State undefeated in the conference. Colorado in the top ten now of the playoff rankings. The Buffs are favored by four in this matchup. Um, I don't know. Just really interested to see if Washington State can pull off another one. I think I'm really enjoying watching Luke Falk play. I think he's a really, really underrated quarterback. Not a lot of people talk about around the country, but uh, they're putting up a lot of points. They're playing at a really high level right now on offense, and their defense isn't playing as uh, as bad as I expected them to either. So I'm going to take Washington State here on the road in this matchup, but uh, I think this is going to be a really, really good game. Sean? 
Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I just I think Leach is going to be able to get points, and I'm not sure that Colorado is going to be able to to kind of catch up to them. Uh, I was actually so I wasn't. I thought it was closer to a pick to me. Um, so the fact that I'm going to get four points and not even three, I love. So I'm going Wazoo. I'm going with Mike, our boy Mike Leach, pot favorite. Air raid. Chill. What, what, what was that? Was that a pick? That was yeah. air raid. Yeah. yeah. Air raid. End of take. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I agree with that, Sean, and I'll give you credit since you want to dog me all pod. Uh, you, you called Falk about, about a month and a half ago, so – Credit to you on that. I, I think it should be a pick them, so usually I'd lean the Colorado route. I, I just can't pass up the points, so give me Wazoo as well. It has been enjoyable watching Washington State get better all year. I think we all agreed about first or second week in the season they were going to be playing at this level towards the end, so it's always good when Mike Leach's guys are playing well. Well, I mean, they lose to, what, Eastern Washington in week one for the second year in a row, and then and now they're at this point. I just hope they can they can close it out and finish 11-2 and two because Mike Leach loves 11-2 and two teams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they are getting their nose tackle, Robert Barber, back. So I think they're going to rally around him. Uh, his assault charge is getting dropped. So it's another <laughs> Hey, I love, I love when we can get guys off arrest of and bring it back together. I think that's a big-time big time kind of statement opportunity. Well, don't forget Mike Leach was also uh, of the opinion that his football players were being unfairly targeted by the police, too. So I'm sure that makes him feel really good. <laughs> 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 it also, I told you, he's a pod favorite for a reason, guys. This guy's tremendous. Something to watch in this game, though, <laughs> they actually do run the ball fairly decent. I was surprised I watched the game last two weeks ago. We'll see how Colorado does. Guys, the game day game this week is in Kalamazoo, Michigan, where the undefeated Western Michigan Broncos are taking on the horrendous Buffalo Bulls, they're a 34-point favorite in this game. Western Michigan is. Does anybody want to take a flyer with Buffalo here? I, I highly doubt it. Nope. Row the boat. Monitor, you got to give us the Chris Mad Dog Russo rundown <laughs> on Joe Galloway today. At yeah, least so, give, us, give us the impersonation because it was fantastic to read via text. Well, first of all, if anybody watched the, uh, the college football playoff uh, ranking show last night, for some reason – at the beginning of the show when they were going through, you know, pick, uh, rankings number 20 to 25 or whatever, uh, Joey Galloway was adamant about Western Michigan should be ranked ahead of Boise State and, you know, really making a push for them to get that group of five bid. And so on my way home from practice today, I was listening to the radio and, they, and I was listening to uh, Dog Bites on Sirius XM, and they were giving the Russo's take at the beginning of the show. And uh, he was, he basically started with, you know, Joey Galloway, for some reason, was impassioned about the Western Michigan football team. He was all wrapped up in it, and he said, I mean, Joey, relax. I mean, holy smokes. Nobody in America cares where Western Michigan plays their bowl game. And I mean, nobody. I do not want Western Michigan anywhere near my New Year's holiday. I don't, you don't, deep down, nobody in America wants to see that. That's the dog. He's fantastic. He's got the you know the mind of the people there. He's got his you know finger on the heartbeat, if you will. That that that's why he's the best in the business, and we can only hope to be on that level with this podcast. <laughs> well, the other thing too is after that take, he was going on about how he didn't think Michigan was that good because you know 
he's, he was saying, yeah, they've beaten three top 12 teams or whatever it is, but they've all been at home. And I was kind of like, well, are we really going to dock Michigan for winning all their games at home? I don't know. It didn't make a whole lot of sense what he was trying to say there. But as Buckeyes fans, I'm sure you guys appreciate him knocking Michigan a little bit. Buckeyes fans need Michigan needed Michigan to win last week. And, you know, we were just too drunk to realize at the bar while we're cheering on Iowa. <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite things about Buckeye fans you know, across the state is they're, they're so blind in their hatred for Michigan that they – can't even bring themselves to root for Michigan a little bit when it actually helps their case. Yeah, what are you going to do? That's what make rivalries great. So, Farky, you wrote Harry for this pick, so I'm assuming that means Harry Buffalo. Are you actually taking the points here with Buffalo? No, he meant Harry Orlando's. No, this is this separation (laughs) game for me. This is a way to get a point up on you, you guys. This is shocking. You taking the points. I just hope this game is on so you get to watch Buffalo. I've not watched an ounce of Buffalo this year, but I got a feeling they're not going to be your type of style offense. <laughs> I-, I can tell hey. you this: they're two and eight in the MAC. Hey, you, you and Joey Galloway, you guys, you guys can love Western Michigan together. There's this is a thirty-four point spread, and Farky's the only one of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> We have turned a new leaf, ladies and gentlemen. Too many, too many points, man. Too many points. Farky's fave. I got off Farky's fave two weeks ago, and look what I did last week: thirteen and eight. Too many. You're points. You, you can't give Buffalo that many points. I it, too many points. It's too many points to give up that Buffalo team. <laughs> I can't wait to watch this game now. I, I know. <laughs> I, I initially had absolutely no no interest in watching this game, but now I'm going to be tuned in. Here's another game I'll be tuned in for. How about this one, guys? Virginia Tech at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's making their return to the podcast this week. And uh, they're actually favored at home. I think the line is actually up now to about two and a half. We're going to go with one for the the sake of the pod since we put these lines out there earlier in the week for our picks. Farky went with Sean Astin in this one. Uh, Explain (laughs) your pick there, Farky. I mean, I know you picked Notre Dame, obviously, but why? Rudy Rudiger, man. Well, I, yeah, I get the connection. I'm asking you, why are you picking Notre Dame? Oh, I, I've, I've been on, I've been on the Irish all year. You know that. I think I've probably picked them 80 percent of the time we've had them on the pod. I just think they can. And how they done? <laughs> how they did it up? They, they they tease me every week. And plus, if you guys remember, they got the best quarterback in the country, number one pick in the draft. So keep that in mind. I had to listen to that crap all all at the beginning of the season. Hey, that's just Browns fans begging for somebody. Yeah, now they want now they all want Mitch Trubisky because he went to Manor. So yeah, yeah, great. I haven't been back to Notre Dame in a month and a half. I'm not going to start now. Give me Virginia Tech. I don't care if it's one, two and a half. It doesn't matter. I'm going to get burned again. Virginia Tech's going to go in there and beat them, but whatever. This team is... I, I, I don't even know why we had this on, on the on the pick well, you Because put it it's on a there. great game. It's only like one. Isn't the line only like one? This is going to be a hell of a game. It's going to be a great yeah, game. And I'm going to actually game. take Notre Dame. Uh, and I, I, I hate picking them every week, and usually they don't cover when I pick them, but I actually think the last home game, they might show up. And I think next week, they will get absolutely killed in L.A. against USC. But I think this week they might show a pulse and tease people into thinking that maybe they can win next week and get bowl eligible, and then I'll just bet the hell out of USC next week. Sold. You guys are welcome for avoiding a consensus loss there. 
You're right. Yeah, you might be right. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, I, I don't have any disagreement with that either. Another rivalry game, well, actually uh, one of the few that we've talked about so far this week, Virginia Tech and Notre Dame, in, uh, interestingly enough, have never played. Stanford and Cal have played a ton. Uh, Stanford is a 10.5-point favorite at Cal. And, again, I'm going to go back to what I said with the Oregon-Utah game. I have no clue, other than this rivalry game, what Cal is playing for. They have been awful for six, seven weeks. They're in the tank. Stanford is actually playing well. They're kind of saving their season. They're back in the rankings. I'm going to take Stanford here. Another game we shouldn't even have on the docket. This game sucks. It's a rivalry game. You had to have the big rivalry games on. Uh Wait until next week. We're going to have all sorts of garbage ones on. Yeah. I'm going Cal. Uh, This is strictly because I saw the video of Marshawn Lynch, and I just needed to continue to run with them for one more week. Deshaun Jackson, man. L.A. Crips. I think I think Cal can score enough. I don't think Stanford should lay ten ten and a half to anybody. So give me Cal at home. That, that's where I was too. But I, I mean, Stanford's that this good offensively now. Like who did they get? Like who else have they gotten? Andrew Luck coming back. Andrew Who's Luck's not walking through Marcus? that door. What, what are you doing with, with Larry Page? Who, who is is I I don't know. Who's I can't, can't st- Stanford or Calgrad. I can't remember with all these. It's a Stanford grant. Co-founder of Google. Get your shit together. Farky still has, or Sean, I don't know who's editing this this sheet, but we still have Leonard Skinner for a pick uh, in the LSU Florida game. <laughs> I have that's, no idea. I have no, no idea what connection Leonard Skinner has to either one of those schools. He died. Uh, their plane went down in Louisiana. Oh, oh there we there go. You. Okay, there we go. Uh, Arizona State and Washington. This is another. I have no idea what a team is playing for game. Arizona State is terrible in the tank, giving up millions of points. Washington needs a bounce back. I think they get it this week. I'm taking Washington. Schilling. I mean, Washington has to win. It has to be a blowout. they got to look impressive. Um, hopefully, Arizona State watch some game film because I think Utah really showed USC how to really defeat Washington. It, it, it's blitzing the crap out of Browning and then just – playing single coverage and just hoping you get get there in time. So, But I still think Washington's got to win and be impressive. So um, give me the Huskies. I, I've, I've flipped back and forth, and then I was just doing a little research. Arizona State may have quit on Todd Graham, and good for them because that guy's a prick. <laughs> I'm taking the Huskies. I don't like the fact that Washington is without another star defensive player, but I hope their offense can get enough this week. I'm going to say 54 54- 17. Consensus? Jay? You you wrote Opposition of God, so please explain. That's Arizona State Sun Devils. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Hey, you got to get up early in the morning and get something past this guy. You pretty much have to think as stupidly as possible, (laughs) and that's how you can piece it together. He was all over Steve Urkel, though. Hey, give me Arizona State. Too many points. Yes. <laughs> 27 is too many I wanted points. to say too many points again. <laughs> oh. ABC game this week uh, is Oklahoma and West Virginia. The Hog with a big game. Uh, they're getting points at home. They're getting a field goal against Oklahoma. Uh, the Hogs put together a real nice year, and he's had a couple of nice moments on the sideline, too, with just vintage – chewing out of his players and of the refs and, you know, throwing the visor or just putting it on backwards, which is my personal favorite when he just is so disgusted that he throws the visor on backwards. 
I'm actually going to take Oklahoma, though, because I have not been sold on West Virginia all year, so I'm not going to start backing them now. I'm going to take OU against my better judgment here. Farky, Oscar uh, Hammerstein. This is, this, um, yeah, Oscar Hammerstein uh, did the music for the movie Oklahoma in 1955. <laughs> <laughs> thank, um, you, thank you, Wikipedia. You're welcome. Uh, I've been on the whole all year. This is going to be my first week I don't take them, actually. I I wasn't real impressed with their performance and their loss. And then I, I've really been on Oklahoma since Ohio State beat that ass. They've they've seemed to play a lot better and uh, have actually covered for me almost every week I've played them. So I'm going to stick with Oklahoma and keep rolling with the old Sooners and my least favorite coach in the country. I mean, here, here's the thing. O- Oklahoma's look good, but that just tells you how bad the Big 12 is that – I still don't know how good these teams are. Really have no idea. So if there's any line value, I think it's getting three at Morgantown, so give me a, give me the hold. I can promise you this. This crowd will be drunk and lively. Sean? <laughs> I'm, I'm going the hog as well. I didn't think of the crowd angle, but it makes me love it even more. Um, I, I just like West Virginia's defensive matchup against OU, and I I think the Hog is going to find enough ways to get points on the board. Uh, I'd like a win here from and an upset from West Virginia. One more game to go. The late game on Saturday night is another rivalry game, USC and UCLA. And USC is a 10.5-point favorite in the Rose Bowl. They're playing as well as anybody in the country over the last month. Sam Darnold has been really, really good for that offense. They're playing well on both sides of the ball. Uh, I like USC to continue their role this week. Farky, you put uncomfortable. Please explain that one. Uh, that'd be a Trojan condom. <laughs> <laughs> there you have uh, it. Well, that, I mean, you're not going to get these kind of takes anywhere else, folks. Blistering hot. All I'm going to say about this game, although I took USC, is pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. I actually feel like Trebek in Celebrity Jeopardy, where I'm asking what they meant when they wrote something on Final Jeopardy. <laughs> I was man, I'm tired today. I had to do something to give to to give something to this pod tonight. This is, I mean, this is like the Ohio State Michigan State game where I hate to get in front of USC, but I think I'm just going to factor in maybe somewhat of a letdown spot in the rivalry game. So give me ten and a half in the home team. You know, at least when you pick Michigan State, you're you're taking a good coach. You're actually betting on Jim Moore here. I mean, UCLA sucks. I don't know what I'm doing. I might as well just chalk this up as a loss, but give me the Bruins. That means we'll probably be the losers here because uh, we're so confident and uh, and you, you hate it, so you'll probably win this pick, Sean. Yeah, I'm taking Southern Cal here as well. I just, without Rosen, I, I think USC kind of, or UCLA fired their their one last kind of bullet on the season um, last week. I, I just don't know that they have, you know, enough left. And uh, against the game USC squad kind of gearing up a little bit, I, um, I'm i going to take the Trojans. Here's a parting gift for you, Shill. This is lock 1B for me to, this week, so go ahead. Awesome. I love the L word. Love it. But only three consensus picks this week, guys. We have Houston – on Thursday night, getting 14. We have LSU giving 13, and we have Washington State getting four. That's it. I think I'm by myself on like three or four of them, so we, we would have more. But That sounds like a three-team parlay if I've ever heard of one. Uh, yeah, that's a good call. Um, 
Yeah, Shil, I mean, we could have a new leader if things don't go well for you this week. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel well about it. I, t- towards the end of the year, I mean, this is kind of just advice. I'll give. Just, just lay low. I mean, these lines get so tight. There's so much information out there because all these teams have played ten times at least. So screw that. I Let it rip. Yep. Had a bunch of games get rocked and then do it again on Sunday for the NFL. I mean, I tell you, you only got so much football left to bet. What are you going to start betting? Uh, College basketball. College basketball. basketball. I'm I'm 9-1 in college basketball. Thanks, though, Sean. Bet big win, big show. All right. Well, two things. I I will say this. I've been horrible. This is probably my worst year ever in the NFL. I can't hit a game in the NFL this year. Uh, and college I've basketball. Been the, I've, been horrible, I've been horrible with college football and actually really strong in NFL this year. College basketball uh, right now is, is really fun to bet because you're, you're getting tons of non-conference games every night, a lot of action there. And I did want to mention that this podcast, when the college football season is over, we will carry them into basketball season as well. And uh, I know Farky's really excited for that because he and Schillig are both uh, creatures of the night up late watching uh, – WCC basketball, some Pac-12 hoops. So uh, we'll have everything covered on the college basketball side as well once the bowl season is over and we're into conference play for college hoops. So look forward to that. That's going to be really fun. Yeah, it was a late night the other night already watching Pac-12. The way they ref these games, it, it, every game is going to take four hours just for, for a normal game because of you know the foul calls and everything else. Yeah, so. I'm hoping that, that eventually the you know players and coaches adjust to the way they're calling the games, but, man, it's been pretty brutal here the first couple of weeks or the first week. I'll leave you with this with college football this week. Beware of the Bulls. Oh, oh boy. What? The Bulls. Buffalo Bulls. Buffalo Bulls. It's almost as annoying as them saying row the boat all the time for Western Michigan South. <laughs> and they have Jesus. some kind of slogan on their jerseys even, don't they? I mean, how much do you have to love your slogan to put it on your jerseys? <laughs> yeah, I do. All right, gentlemen, it's anything like, to add before we wrap this up? Nah, we'll get we'll get round into the form. We got it. We'll do a nice pod next week. Um this was a little bit of a toe in the water. We got to get back into it. Get on iTunes and rate us. Give us five stars. If you ain't giving us five stars, then just go home. Drink some Buckeye vodka for God's sake. Yeah, good call. Actually, I'm gonna I'm get a little bit of a lick. I mean, I mean, this is the earliest we've ever recorded one of these. I mean, we're done at nine o'clock, so we we can get a couple in right now before bedtime. Oh, I can get a couple in regardless. It's ain't time. All right, gentlemen, for Farky, for Show, and for Sean Z, this is Moner signing off. Have a good week, everybody. Talk to you later. Ow.